Welcome back to the 85 Grave Show. Tonight, it's our season two premiere as we revisit the death of charismatic ACDC frontman Bon Scott, who died mysteriously 40 years ago tonight. First, a brief introduction and background of Bon's life, music, and untimely death. Next, an in-studio discussion on the misdeeds and misadventures that brought on the demise of the rising star. Also, we investigate the connection of Bond's lyrics to infamous serial killer Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker, who credited Bond's lyrics as the catalyst for his murderous rampage. Last, we travel to East Dulwich, London, England, to show you the exact location where Bond spent his final moments alive. Ronald Belford Scott, also known as Bond Scott, was born July 9, 1946, in Falford, Scotland. At the age of six, Bond and the Scott family relocated to Melbourne, Australia. In 1964, Bond formed his first band, The Spectres. A multi-talented musician, Bond began as the drummer for The Spectres and would occasionally serve as the vocalist as well. In 1967, the Spectres merged with another local band called the Winstons to create the bubblegum band The Valentines, with Bond as co-lead vocalist alongside Vincent Lovegrove. The band enjoyed some local chart success and began to tour other major Australian cities. In 1969, the bubblegum sound popularity began to fade and the band opted to gear their sound more towards rock. The combination of a highly publicized drug bust and differing opinions on musical direction ultimately led to the disbandment of the Valentines in August of 1970. In late 1970, Bon relocated to Adelaide, Australia, and joined the band Fraternity. During one of the band's tours, they held an opening slot for the band Geordie. Jordy was coincidentally fronted by Bond's ultimate ACDC successor, Brian Johnson. In early 1972, Bond married Irene Thornton. In 1973, Fraternity went on hiatus and Bond began singing with the group Mount Lofty Rangers. On May 3, 1974, Bond had a major argument with a member of the Mount Lofty Rangers and stormed out of rehearsal highly intoxicated and belligerent. After speeding off on his Suzuki GT 550, Bond was flung from the motorbike in a devastating crash. He spent three days in a coma and nearly a month in the hospital. According to his wife Irene, he came very close to death. Alongside his massive injuries, his voice was also damaged. It became much raspier in what would become his signature sound. In 1974, Bond was working as a limousine chauffeur. One of his clients was the band ACDC, whom Bond used to drive to and from hotels and concert venues. ACDC at the time was fronted by singer Dave Evans and were just beginning to taste regional success. 
Although the band was drawing bigger crowds, money was not yet plentiful, as is often the case early on in a band's career. This led to a rift between Evans and the band as well as band management. During a band meeting, it was mutually decided that Evans would finish the remaining dates on the tour, then he and ACDC would part ways. ACDC continued to perform live after Evans' departure, and in August of 1974, they performed as an instrumental in Adelaide. The band's founders, Angus and Malcolm Young, were Scottish born Australian immigrants, just like Bond, creating an instant bond. There were, however, reservations of having Bond try out to front the band from both sides. Bond felt the band was too young and inexperienced, and he also questioned the band's ability to rock. The Young Brothers' retort was that they felt Bond was too old to rock. They eventually decided on a rehearsal, and in the dawn morning hours of October 24, 1974, Bond became the new frontman of ACDC. With Bond fronting the band, ACDC began a meteoric rise which included arena tours around the world and chart placing albums such as High Voltage, TNT, Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap, Let There Be Rock, and Powerage. ACDC would eventually become one of the best selling bands of all time, thanks in great part to Bond's contribution to the band's early sound and success. In mid February 1980, ACDC were in London doing pre production for what would become another breakthrough album, Back in Black. Malcolm and Angus Young were working on two songs, Have a Drink on Me and Let Me Put My Love Into You, with Bond sitting in on drums for the session. On the evening of February 18th, 1980, Bond partied at the London concert venue, Music Machine. Bond was with friends, although mystery surrounds the number and identity of the friends he was with. Some say Bond had not been drinking that night, and some say he had a very high quantity of alcohol. There are also unconfirmed accounts of Bond snorting heroin inside the music machine that night. A friend with Bond that night is on record with a presumed alias of Alastair Kinnear. Kinnear owned a Renault 5 automobile. Bond either passed out inside the music machine or nearly passed out. At that point, Kinnear volunteered to drive Bond to his apartment. They left the music machine around 3 a.m. on the morning of February 19, 1980. Bond was already unconscious from whichever toxins he had ingested by the time they arrived to Bond's apartment. Kinnear went to the door to see if anyone was home, but nobody answered. Kinnear then decided to take Bond home with him. Upon arrival to Kinnear's home at 67 Overhill Drive in East Dulwich, London, Kinnear realized he was unable to move Bond to get him inside the house. Kinnear again tried to call Bond's live in girlfriend but was unable to reach her. Kinnear was, however, able to reach an ex girlfriend of Bond's, Silver Smith. Smith told Kinnear that it was a very common occurrence for Bond to pass out and told him that it was best to just leave him in the car and let him sleep it off. Kinnear laid the seat back and brought a blanket out for Bond before going inside to get some sleep. Around 5 p.m., Kinnear woke up and went down to check on Bond. He found Bond unresponsive, and it was likely obvious that he was dead. Kinnear drove Bond to King's College Hospital, where he was pronounced dead on arrival. His official cause of death is listed as acute alcohol poisoning and death by misadventure. 
ACDC temporarily considered disbanding before ultimately hiring ex-Geordie singer Brian Johnson and completing the band's breakthrough album, Back in Black. They would go on to become one of the top-selling bands of all time. Bond would appear on various future ACDC album compilations, including a tribute to Bond titled Bonfire. Bond also appeared on the album Who Made Who, which was the soundtrack for the 1986 Stephen King classic Maximum Overdrive. Bond appears on the song Ride On, originally released on Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap. Coincidentally, Bond's final recording was an impromptu jam version of this song with some friends just a few nights before his death. Bond was cremated and his ashes were interred at Fremantle Cemetery in Perth, Australia. His grave has since become a national and cultural landmark. On February 24, 2008, a bronze statue of Bond was erected at Fremantle Fishing Harbor in Western Australia. On May 6, 2006, a stone slab commemorating Bond was unveiled in Kirimere, Scotland. During the ceremony, longtime friend and former co-lead singer from the Valentines, Vince Lovegrove, read this message to the attendees. The thing I loved most about Bon Scott was his almost unique self-honesty. What you saw was what you got. He was a real person and as honest as the day is long. To my mind, he was the street poet of my generations and of the generations that followed. On April 30th, 2016, a life-sized bronze statue was unveiled by former ACDC bassist Mark Evans in Belly's Bray Car Park, Kiermaier, Scotland. In 2003, Bond was posthumously inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. His nephew was present to receive the award on Bond's behalf. In late summer of 1985, Bond's lyrics made world news headlines when serial killer Richard Ramirez, also known as the Night Stalker, credited ACDC's Highway to Hell as the soundtrack to his killing spree. The song Night Prowler being the main inspiration with lyrics such as, Was that a noise outside the window? What's that shadow on the blind? As you lie there naked like a body in a tomb, suspended animation as I slip into your room, I'm your Night Prowler. A cassette tape of Highway to Hell was found in Ramirez's car during the investigations, and a baseball cap with the ACDC logo embroidered on it was found at one of the murder scenes, seemingly confirming the claims. Welcome back to 85 Grave. Season 2, Episode 1. Do you think we would ever make it to Season 2? Yeah. Do you think we'd ever be pretentious enough to call it Seasons? <laughs> oh my gosh, it's been a minute. <laughs> Not really. We was just uh, we just did one in December. And we've now started our True Crime podcast series, which uh, we already did one episode, The Murder of Cassie Joe Stoddard. It's not on video yet. Because we wanted to put our season, our real season two, because that's like an addition. So, you know, we didn't want people to think that that was like a new format of the show. That's just a completely separate bonus. Bonus, yeah. Love true crime. So once this video's up, 
we'll uh I'll throw the um Cassie Joe Stoddard. It's not us talking, it's it's all Lauren speaking and um narrating basically. <clears throat> There's no um none of me. I don't I stay out of it. I just do the production. Right, right. Yeah. So. <laughs> Which is equally or more important actually. It's very important that I stay out of it because nobody likes my nasally voice. No. <laughs> we love it. So it's 40 years ago, like pretty much right now, oh. that he died. Nobody knows exactly when Bond died, but we know that they left the music, uh, what was it called? Music machine. Music machine at 3 a.m. That was the venue. Yeah, so they must have gotten to Kinnear's house somewhere around, you know, 4 a.m., 5 a.m., because yeah. he went to Bond's apartment first, and then... Yeah. Um. Couldn't get any, you know, couldn't, nobody was there. Yeah. So then he took him home with him, left him in the car, so. Crazy. Yeah, and. um, I can't believe they, they, he, like, pushed his seat back. That's like a known thing not to do when somebody's wasted. Well, he was probably, I mean, he was probably just thinking about keeping the guy comfortable. Yeah, but you don't do that when you're wasted. You don't lay back on your back. Yeah. You try to be on your side or your stomach. So if you hurl. You're not choking on it. Yeah. Well, I'll talk a little bit about it more before we get into the, um, before we transition over to the <clears throat> the footage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm telling you, man, it was out on that street um, right in front of the house where he actually died. That's when I got there. I got there at like four in the morning. Yeah. And it's, it's miserable. It's cold, I, it just, huh? It's cold, quiet. I mean, I don't know. It's just, I could just feel it. I could feel the vibe. Rainy? And it's almost the same, you know, when was it? It was four weeks ago, three weeks ago? Yeah. Not even three weeks ago. It was less than three weeks ago that I was there huh. doing that. And it was cold then, so. Well, yeah, it was, it was freezing cold. Yeah. Windy, just awful. Yeah, no way to sleep in the car outside. <sighs> yeah, especially. What, I, yeah. I wasn't sure if it was running or not. That's the thing. Yeah, we don't know about that. We don't know. Because to me, you can leave your car running, have the heat. And be fine. That's what I do when I'm driving and, yeah. and I need to pull over. I just, I don't care. I leave it on for yeah. five hours while I sleep. Yeah. I don't care. The internet is not very information well, friendly with this. Well, we got most of our information on this from, we had to dig through archives of old newspapers, which are almost impossible to find, but we did find them and I'm not going to tell anybody how, <laughs> but, um, but we did get firsthand, you know, because over the years things get twisted and stories mm-hmm. change. So we were like, you know what? Fuck this. Let's mm-hmm. get the let's find like all the newspaper articles we could find from all over the country because that's when it's fresh. That's when you know people's accounts are dead on, whether they're lying or telling the truth. It doesn't matter, mm-hmm. you know. So we got all our, our information from interviews of the people, like literally the day it happened. Right. Well, so. the one guy was that's like an alias. That guy, no one knows where that guy is. They should be able Kinnear. to figure it out because. We know just by looking at the newspaper articles, we know his we know his age, we know he yeah. was a musician in London and mm-hmm. we know where he lived. So I can't believe that none of the other guys in A C D C didn't know who they probably do know who he was. Yeah. You know, but they're just not saying shit. Yeah, I mean, what's the difference, you know? It's not like you know, there's all those conspiracy theories that he was murdered mm-hmm. because he wanted to quit A C D C or something. Right. And then there's other ones where where he OD'd in the club. And they wanted to get him out of the club and dump him somewhere. And then there's the theory that he died in Kinnear's house. So they took him out into the car, took his body out there and left him out there so that 
you know, Mm-mm-mm. whatever reason. Right. You know, so there's not an OD in his house, but it's all, you just, you never to know. To me, if Kinnear, like, I don't know, kind of left, yeah, he knows some shady shit. Well, just the fact that he used a fake name. Yeah. That but alone tells you. There's definitely some shady shit going on. Yeah, that sums up with that guy. <laughs> so, Kinnear, if you're out there, please email us. He, or, would, he would be, um, he four, would be years, four years younger than Bond was. So he would have been 29, 40 years ago. So he'd be 69, 70 years old by now. Yeah. So he's, he's out there. If he's alive. Kinnear, come on, contact us. Puke it up, dude. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Oh, my God. Bad pun. <laughs> so, yeah, 40 years ago. This is the 40-year anniversary. He died in the, in the middle of the morning or wow. the early, early morning of, of um, February 19th, 1980. Damn. Can you imagine how far he would gone? You know, would have gone with the band, and <sighs> if they would have gone, I mean, his partying was crazy. And on the on the flip side of that, would they have gone as far with him instead of Brian Johnson? Right. You never know. Yeah. I, yeah. I remember there was a Metallica interview where they were talking about Cliff Burton when when Jason Newstead quit. Mm-hmm. Lars was saying like, you know, it's a scary thought to think, or maybe it was James that said it. I don't know. One of them said it's mm-hmm. it's a scary thought to think. That, you know, they were auditioning replacements for Jason Newstead. Yeah. So they said, it's scary to think that if Cliff walked in today, he might not be the guy. Oh, that's weird. Times change. You know, you yeah, never know. That's weird. The band would have been different and all that. But I remember when I got into ACDC, it was... Um, you got into the band? Well, no, yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, no, not... Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. If, if, we, if I did, we would be doing this full time. <laughs> so, when did you get into them? I got into them in the early '80s. I was a kid, but um, oh, wow. we had um, some some friends of some family friends lived in our house. They they moved from uh, Northern California down to Southern California, and they stayed in our house. So it was like literally like twelve of us living in a house together. Damn! And the two boys that you know from that from that family, yeah, yeah, they were really good friends of mine, and they were into ACDC. And oh. I was just learning about. Heavy metal and all that stuff. Were you already into Kiss at that point? Yeah, but oh, okay. okay. You know, I I I was more into um, like like heavy, heavy, like Slayer and that kind of stuff. You know. Okay, so you had already passed kind of Kiss at that point a little bit. Oh yeah, Kiss. I got over when they uh, got rid of Peter Chris. Oh okay, which was fairly early. But I was just getting into the new heavy metal stuff. Mm-hmm. More, that's what I should say. I was getting into the heavy metal, mm-hmm. that new '80s. You know, some of them were glam rock bands mm-hmm. like Poison, um, Crew, Crew, Motley Crew. Of course, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So ACDC was like these scruff dudes, you know. Yeah. But they were when I heard them, it was just like, what the fuck is this, <laughs> you know? And um, actually, I take that back. I I knew of them before that. Um, my uh, my best friend Jerry, his brother, his older brother Dwayne. Mm-hmm. Who they also lived with us for a long time. He uh, had a, a ACDC record collection, Aww. and the first ACDC song I ever heard was um, "For Those About to Rock." It was right just on. like blew my mind. Yeah, you know, and I, I was really young then, but somehow I lost that. Con- I lost that. You know, mm-hmm. it, it went away. And then when Brian and Jason moved to our house. They they were way into ACDC and they got me into it, the Highway to Hell and all that. Now by this time, Bon Scott was already dead. Yep. But um, yep, yep. I learned about him then. So, 
you know, was, I remember, I remember getting into them and just being blown away and then finding out, oh, well, this singer's mm-hmm. dead and this is two different singers. And, yeah. You know, so I've always wondered about this, about Situation. this death. You know? Yeah. You yeah. know, back then you, there wasn't like internet and stuff. Right. So you couldn't just like look up everything like you do now. You yeah. Know? You had to read magazines and whatnot. <laughs> Wait for the issue to come out. Get 20th hand knowledge from, you know, burnouts from dope heads. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bon, you know, Bon Scott, he drove his car off a cliff. You know. Oh, was, my God. Yeah. People are always coming up with stupid shit because <laughs> they don't know. But, um, yeah, he was a he was a rough guy. I know we didn't we didn't really talk about that in the narration. But he was a really rough guy. He was always getting into street fights. and He had all his teeth knocked out from fighting and from motorcycle wrecks and all that kind of shit, you know? Yeah. So, you know, back to that night of at the Music Machine. So that guy, Jesse Fink, he wrote that book, right? Yeah. So I watched his interview and he, I don't know, man, that guy seems shifty to me. I don't know why. He just, he just I don't know. He seems shifty. I don't mean, he, I mean, it doesn't mean he's not telling the truth. Right. He just... I don't know. He just seems shifty. They yeah. started asking him questions, and he started getting weird. And even the hosts were like, you know. <laughs> but obviously, it, he's bothered by it. Yep. I, I don't know what his relationship to Bon Scott was, but obviously, he cared a great deal about him. Mm-hmm. So, but he says he has witnesses that saw Bon doing snorting heroin yeah. at the music machine. So that makes sense that you know if he OD'd, mm-hmm. and then. Um, you know, they put him in the car, and that happens a lot. When, people, when somebody ODs, nobody wants that on their hands. They don't want it in their house. They don't want it in their, in their venue, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, you know, how would they miss that in the autopsy? You yeah. Know? Um, I, I, you wouldn't, unless they did a cover-up or something. I don't know. His family didn't want that out. I don't know. The family can't cover up an autopsy report. Yeah. I mean, they posted it. I, I couldn't find it, but somebody I, I could have found it, but I didn't, wasn't really oh, okay. worried about it. But we know that the autopsy says acute alcohol poisoning mm-hmm. and, and death misadventure. by misadventure, which just means... I love that word. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I guess if you're going to go, that's the way to go. So, Misadventures. But yeah, there was all these different accounts of mm-hmm. some say he was murdered, whatever, you know? So we yeah. really don't know exactly. We're no, there's, kinda... the only people that know would be whoever Alistair Kinnear is. Yeah. Whoever he, whoever he is, mm-hmm. he's the only one that really knows. And that Jesse Fink, he says there was two or three other people with him at the music. Why do I keep machine. forgetting music, music machine. machine? I keep forgetting the name of that venue. I don't know why. Venue, yeah. Yeah. Um, but now whoever those two guys are, who knows? You right. know. But whoever does know, they're obviously never going to say it. Mm-hmm. You know. And at this point, even if they do say it, it's going to be like Jimmy Hoffa, where it's like, well, okay, is this really true or not? Right. You know. So I don't think anybody will ever really know. No, it's kind of a mystery, but very interesting. It's a big mystery. Yeah. Yeah. Very so, interesting story. Definitely. Did you see that part where that video of Ozzy Osbourne talking about it? About that no. song, Suicide Solution? No. So there's a, so there's a, an Ozzy song, mm-hmm. one of his um, uh, solo album songs. Mm-hmm. It's called Suicide Solution. And he says he wrote that song about Bon Scott. It was after Bon Scott died. What? Now, the, the bass player, Bob, what's his name? Daisy or Daisley? On who, ACDC or Ozzy? Ozzy. Oh, I don't fucking He's, know. That's the guy that's always suing Ozzy and Sharon for oh. back royalties. He played on um, Diary of a Madman, I think. Oh, okay. He was a bass player. But anyway. I'm bad I, at those kind of names. I, I kind of am too. I just find this out as I'm reading it. Yeah. But um, anyway, he come out and then said, oh, no, Ozzy's full of shit. I wrote that song, <sighs> meaning Bob Daisley wrote it. And he said he wrote it about Ozzy and that that was written before Bon Scott died. So, you know, Ozzy's 
Ozzy probably loses time quite a bit. <laughs> or maybe Ozzie, he's just sensationalizing. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard, you know. I don't know. I feel like I believe Ozzy. I want to believe it, but I mean. He's like the man on the couch. Yeah. I believe him, yo. I don't know, because I don't know how that song would have anything to do with Bon Scott's song. Like he killed himself. I don't know. I just want to yeah. believe Ozzy, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I remember, like you said, um, he was having a rough, you know, he wanted to quit. I saw that article, too, mm-hmm. where, um, you know, because um, he didn't like heavy metal music, or he didn't listen to it. He listened to, like, The Pretenders and Steely yeah. Dan and all that, you know, that mellower stuff. Well, so, we saw what band he was in before him yeah, singing. Yeah, that's right, The Valentines. Yeah, that's a really good song. It is. That's what well, you know. I found out that they didn't write that song; they just oh, covered it, but they okay. sounded exactly like the original. Yeah. So, but it was a hit. I mean, they that's so they were cool. on the charts and on TV and stuff, yeah. which back then was a big deal. It was kind of weird seeing him up there like that. Yeah. And Are that, you going to put that in the video? Yeah, later? I'll throw the video. Up. Oh, cool, cool. Because there's no way I'm going to not get copyright strikes on this because we got to put ACDC music into it. So strikes. There's no way around it. Damn it. And th- that, that co-singer, that co-lead yeah. singer of the Valentines, his name was um, Vincent Love something. Love Grove. Yes. Was it Vincent? I know that fucking name. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> they stayed friends all the way up till his death. Oh. You know? Like you, you read yeah. on, in the um, narration, that, that's who did his kind of like little eulogy yeah, speech he said when they really nice that, things. That stone slap. Yeah. But also when when Bond got on that car wreck or on that motorcycle wreck mm-hmm. and he couldn't work, he because you know, um what happened was that Love Grove guy he became a producer and a band manager. So oh, yeah. he was managing. I think he was managing. What was that band he went to? The uh, Fraternity. Is that what it's called? Fraternity. He was managing that band, and that's the mm-hmm. band that went on hiatus. Then Bon Scott was singing for that band, the Mount. What was it? Wow. <laughs> you read it. Yeah, I read it, but that was earlier. Yeah, well, the Mount Bad something, with all these something. names. Yeah. Um, and then he had the fight, and he went off and got in the motorcycle wreck. Yeah. Well, that Vincent Lovegrove guy, uh-huh. Lovegrove, will you, will you verify that name so I don't keep saying his name wrong? Yeah, for Vince sure. Vince Lovegrove, I believe. But anyway, he helped take care of Bon while he was hurt. You know, and while he was recovering, him and his wife would give Bon Scott like odd jobs to do, painting and whatever stuff he could do while he was healing from his injuries. Yeah. So that he could make some money and do something. That's cool. That, was that right? Yeah. Okay, Love cool. Grove. Yeah, I can't they believe friends. I pulled that name out of my ass. Hey. <laughs> You're welcome, glad, everyone. I'm glad one of us can concentrate. <laughs> so, yeah, man. They, That's uh, cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Did you know that when um, the Who Made Who soundtrack came out, that was the or, or the Who hey, Who Made Who album? That was the soundtrack yeah. to Maximum Overdrive, obviously. Stephen King. Yeah, Stephen King, man, he's always in it. The man, the myth. Yeah, I mean the legend. That is such a good movie. <laughs> it's a great movie, and and it's on our an roster. awesome soundtrack. All <laughs> like, the sound, yeah, that crazy. song DTs. I don't know why I never noticed, but all those songs are AC or uh, Brian Johnson songs, but then. Mm. Right on is on R I D E, not right on, like ride on. <laughs> right on, bro. Every time I say it, I think, man, that sounds like I'm saying right on. Yeah. yeah. Like you'd never, yeah, you would never even say that. Oh, I say that all the time if I'm not paying attention to you. <laughs> if you ever hear me say right on when you're talking to me, I'm not listening to you at all. <laughs> I'm like, right on, man. You just oh, gave right it on, away. Right oh, right on, right on. <laughs> I just blew it for myself. Yep. But, but they don't listen to this, so I don't have to listen to them. Exactly. Right? It's a fair deal. <laughs> 
<laughs> Fuck him. But I didn't notice that th- it, um, that was a, you know, Bon Scott was singing on that one. Oh, okay. It just, just never occurred to me. On that soundtrack. Yeah. because Well, they just took an, a, a song from Dirty Deeds Under Cheap because that came out in 86. He had been mm. dead already six years. Damn. So they just took a song from the back catalog. Mm-hmm. There might have been another one on there or two, or I don't know, for all I remember. I don't remember. Damn. But um, but yeah, that was it's pretty pretty cool that he was yeah. on that. It makes sense too, you know. Yeah. So the uh, let's talk about the Richard Ramirez stuff. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's I remember creepy. When, when this shit was happening, it was you know he, there was headlines about it um, where Richard Ramirez was just straight up saying you know ACDC made me you know their their lyrics spoke to me and made me do all this crazy shit he did satanic rituals while playing the music he would drive around and oh my I, God. I don't remember what kind of car he had i i didn't look it up this time because i want to get too deep into it but yeah. i'm pretty sure it was like a a camaro or a trans am or something yeah but when they searched when they arrested him and they you know they found the tape in his car highway to hell and stuff that was like his soundtrack oh you know? my god I hate to. I, I got to bring this up. I, I I really tried hard not to talk about this because just out of respect for my friends mm-hmm. and the family who I'm still friends with. But I talked about the kids that got me that really got me into ACDC. That, yeah, that, the ones that lived with. They you were like for a while. they were like fans with me. You yeah, know? Dwayne was way older than me, mm. so he just kind of picked on us. He didn't really hang out with us. But my first co-fans of the band were Brian and Jason, and they're the ones that turned me on to all the other records and yeah. really got me into them. Um, I told you how those they all lived in the house with yeah. us. Well, then they moved across the street from us, and this was in the summer of uh, 86. So Rich Ramirez got caught, mm-hmm. the Night Stalker. He got caught in around September of 85. That very next summer, now he was on trial. Mm-hmm. He didn't get convicted until 89 sometime. I think Damn. September of 89. Yeah, it took a few years. So... But when they first caught him, at first he was saying he was guilty, he was innocent, and all this shit, you know? So they moved across the street from us, and then about eight, nine months after he got captured, Mm -hmm. my friends, their mom, Carla, who lived with us also for a couple years at least, or at Mm -hmm. least a year, somebody, um, she she was murdered in her Mm -hmm. home. And Mm -hmm. uh, my friends, Brian and Jason, they were in up in Northern California visiting their dad when it happened. Oh, it was wow. really terrible. My friend Janine, I, I don't know if I should taste everyone's names, but I'll say it. my friend, my friend Janine. <laughs> Maybe bleep, the, bleep those out. I don't know. I just, I, it feels disrespectful to talk about it. I don't want to, you know what I mean? But it, I really just need to, I guess. It's something that affected me too, you know, yeah. a lot because I knew her and them. And, you know, when it happened, yeah. you know, we heard all the screaming and we all ran outside and, I ran up and looked in and saw everything. Yeah. You know? And I'll never forget that. No. So, you know, the most horrible thing I've ever seen, you know. But anyway, when that happened, so they, they couldn't figure out. They thought, okay, this fits the MO. The mm-hmm. police were saying this to us. Right. Because the first thing they do is they, they check, they interview all the people who knew her. They knew that we lived there. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to interview all the neighbors and everything. Yeah, the yeah. people that, and they knew that she had lived with us and yeah. the whole family lived with us. So they were saying, the police were saying that they were thinking that possibly this was another Night Stalker killing and that maybe Richard Ramirez really wasn't the real Night Stalker. Oh my gosh. And this thought went on for a few days, 
you know, that, it, that we, uh, it was like, holy shit, the real Night Stalker is still out there. Or there's a second one. Yeah. Like an accomplice with him. Mm-hmm. And that person is out killing and it just hit here in our street. It was scary, man. It was like, can you walk down to the grocery store yeah. or to the little convenience store to play video games? Can you do anything? Mm-hmm. It was scary. But then it, it became obvious who had done it. And it was oh, okay. It was somebody that uh, was a very, very, my dad's your, very best friend. Yeah, your dad knew him. Because that was his wife. And, and after a few days when he was all of a sudden, well, where is he? He's gone. Oh. And he disappeared. Then it became pretty obvious, and then he became the suspect, and they didn't find him for years. You know, but anyway, it was it's kind of a weird tie-in that they got me into ACDC, and then no, the that nice doctor really thing, and you know that that's my probably where my obsession with Bon Scott comes from. Yeah, you know, aside yeah. from just their music was killer. That's a deep, yeah, that's that's deep. Yeah, it was it was crazy, man. Wow. Yeah, but anyway, what you know, the hell? Yeah, it was. I remember um, when I was reading the the Night Stalker left an ACDC hat at one of his crime scenes. You know, he was super into it. Obviously, you know, I would never blame music for people are, I don't know. I just, there's no way. I mean, if you're going to do some some shitty stuff, you're going to do it anyway. Yeah. You know, if if you're so messed up that music can make you do something like that, then you're fucked up anyway. Yeah. You know? Right. So I mean, obviously we're not blaming ACDC no, for anything. No, of course anything. not. But back in the 80s, you know, everything was blamed on heavy metal. Mm-hmm. They would and, play shit backwards and yeah, say it's like they would say, demons and Satan. One of the articles said that um, ACDC stood for Antichrist, Devil's Children or some <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? Nice. Yeah, okay. it, it, that's, that's what they were looking for. They were looking for all that, co- yeah. all that kind of, that band Wasps, Wasp, mm-hmm. We Are Satan's People. Oh my! You know, come on, people! All the Ozzy Osbourne, so well, and it's the same. It's still the same, but yep. now they blame it on whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't even want to get into politics, but oh yeah, no, don't, no, no, no. It's the same. It's the same mentality. It's just back then it was a little more dumbed down. It was like, oh well, yeah. You know the the, the heavy metal bands are giving, um, uh, what's that word? Subliminal messages. <laughs> In the music, and it's making people create. Now they're saying the video games. And all that. It's not that right. human human beings are 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 shit by nature, and that's <laughs> that's what happens. People get stressed out. And Except they fuck all off. you guys, all of our fans. Yes. Well, now you guys must be pretty fucked up to <laughs> be interested in this stuff with us. You know? <laughs> we love you. We love you guys. We're at almost twenty five minutes, so I'm going to get into uh, what it was like to be yeah. on the street on uh, Overview Drive. That night, I mean, like I said, we got there at like... Yeah, yeah. It was like, like I said, four in the morning. We stayed out there for probably an hour and a half. Luckily, because our, our tour ended in London, and this was just a few weeks ago, and I've been planning this for a long time. I also got a bunch of other stuff for other episodes, which you will see. I'm not even going to say when, but you'll see soon. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, but this was the one that we had to get out first because the 40-year anniversary and... It was just, you know, yeah. it, it was time. Mm-hmm. So, but being there, knowing that, okay, it's the same time at night. It's the same time in the morning and it, you could just feel it. You could feel like, I mean, it would just be a miserable, the, 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 I mean, England, weather in England and London mm-hmm. and everywhere, it's just fucking miserable to me. Yeah. I don't like, you'd probably love was it. Was it rainy there? It, it, I mean, it wasn't raining at the time, Yeah. but it still felt wet. Yeah. You know? Well, just, I like uh, gloom, but I don't necessarily like rain. Yeah. So that might be okay for me, but I don't know. It wasn't. It wasn't even had. It hadn't even been raining. It just yeah. everything just felt like 
You like know, like, humid. Like humid in the cold. Yeah, yeah. It just felt just chilled, wet, moist. chilled to the bone. Yeah, just uncomfortable. Oof. I can't imagine sleeping in a car, being drunk and sick and Yeah. Well, he was miserable. passed out, obviously. Yeah, but... Fuck. That's the only way to sleep in a car like that when you're totally blitzed out. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, just miserable, man. Yeah. So... And he got... He brought him a blanket. Cool, yeah. cool. So, That's not really going to help much. Yeah. <laughs> but... Well, it was the same weather, same season, yeah. everything, just 40 years earlier. Yeah. You know, or 40 years later. Well, we have the global warming issue. Oh, yeah. So, so it's, what, a half a degree warmer than it was um, 4,000 years ago? So take okay. that into consideration. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. So, but um, our friend Tess, she is the, um, she, she travels with, with our band. Yeah. And she does a lot of the photography and some videography for us and shoots videos for us, just stuff like that. Yeah. So. Um, hey, Tess. What's up, Tess? <laughs> But um, she came along with me and helped film, and yeah. you know, it was really cool. It was really cool of her because nobody else, like, we when, when we're out touring or whatever, and right. I want to go do all this crazy shit, people are like, yo, dude, like. I can't believe nobody wants to do that with they you. They say they want to. But then when it comes but down to it. when it comes to down it, to it, they're like, ah, uh, you know. You're like, well, just stay I here. I think I'm going to get totally shit-faced instead and yeah. piss my pants in the alley somewhere. <laughs> that sounds like more fun to some people, I guess. <laughs> me, I'm like. I get done. I can't wait to get off stage and get my shit packed up and get the fuck out of there so I can go yeah. check stuff out and film and just see stuff, you know? Yeah. I mean, you're traveling. You might as well. Yeah. I don't know. Even though I've been to London like 20 times at least still. like. But you've never done what you did this time. No, this and time. we can't talk about the other stuff. But, not yet. But yeah. this time I rented a car and yeah. just fucking went for it. Driving mm-hmm. on the wrong. I've, I've driven like that in Scotland and Ireland also. Yeah. But it, you don't ever get used to it, man. It's fucked up. It's tough. And I, that and seems I ended up, scary to me. It was, man. That's why I usually don't get insurance on rental cars, and I had yeah. to get it. I got it this time, and luckily I did because I, 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 I uh, <laughs> damaged the car a little bit. <laughs> so um, got a little little scratch there. Yeah. So yeah, definitely thanks to Tess for uh, you know helping out, and we'll, she'll, you'll hear her name for yeah a, a few times this season. The season. Oh, we get to say season. Yeah. So, I hope you guys um, are excited. I hope so too. So, well, we better we better cut off now. I'm going to get to the um, footage. Yes, you know, there's the, a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. So, you guys are going to be stoked. Definitely. Oh wait, we do have some other cool stuff. Definitely check out the um, the true crime stuff. Um, we're going to update the website when once we put the video up. You'll see all the the coinciding stuff for the website, and maybe I'll put some of these newspaper articles up on Bond. You know, yeah, the, those are episode. really cool. Yeah. yeah. So I can I can I can put them in the video, but I don't know if I can. I don't know if you can. You, we won't be able to really read them because they're gonna flash by quick. True. Well, so. people can pause it if they want to read it or something. Yeah, I, I guess so. Maybe our our fans are very smart. Yeah, they will figure it out. Yeah, they'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we got some great stuff coming up. We got. Um, I can't wait for uh, the Texas trip. We're going to Texas. We can't say what movie we're going to film in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> we can't say what movie we're going to cover out there because it's going to be very hard to figure out. But um, we're going to get to, we get to meet up with the Guts podcast guys. They're going yes. to roll with us. We're also doing two G U T S G period U period. Yeah. yeah, the fucking coolest. You dudes, guys should man. check out their podcast for reals. You better check it out. Definitely. Definitely. I, I posted it today. I posted that they got a new episode coming out tonight as well. Hell yeah. Yeah. So um Hell yeah. They 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 pump out those episodes. They're great. Yeah, they they're on it. We and need to we need to be more like them. I can't help it. They're I'm, I'm on like, it. I can't I'm gone all the time. I just spent the I whole I just I've I've barely been home this year for what, two weeks, three I weeks, know. you know? 
So um, yeah, you you are, you have so much going on. But at least when I'm gone, I'm at least filming and doing stuff for the podcast. Yeah. You don't see us here, but I'm collecting uh, stuff, stuff, footage, and yeah, you know, yeah, stories and pictures and interviews. True. I'm collecting. So, um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we get to do that. There's also uh, two true crime podcast, true crime, mm-hmm. two true crime episodes. We're gonna. I guess film out there, you'd say, or we're, we're going to cover. We're going to get the photos. We're going to get all the stuff for the website because the true crime one, we put it on the website. We, we don't, you know, and you'll see some, some uh, what do you call it, slideshows on the yeah, videos. Yeah, the true crime is just straight narration, me talking, no, no video or yeah. anything like that. So check those out on, on iTunes. It's already on iTunes. Like I said, we just haven't put the video up. So yeah. prepare for more of that. We've got a lot more episodes coming up this year. We're going to really try to press out more episodes this year. So Definitely. Uh, no, no promises, but... We're uh, we're gonna keep going until we get this uh, streamlined down and we can pump these episodes yeah. out. Yeah. So right we'd on. love to hear from you guys too, though. So yeah, anybody uh, hit us up. You know, we we get a lot of comments. Uh, not a lot, but we get we get some good comments. Mm-hmm. Usually, people saying stupid shit like, "Hey, you you didn't stop at the stop sign. Fuck you. Don't I don't care about that. <laughs> if you say that to me, I'm gonna drive through it faster. Somebody said that. Of course. You know, like what? recently, like that video on like, the Vince Neil thing. Yeah, they're like, "Hey man, you you know, I'm like dude, like oh shut the God. fuck up." Is that, is that what you do? Go on YouTube and fucking. What are you a cop? I think like, so. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Oh shit. Forget all that. Like, um, you know, tell us your stories. Tell us what you have heard about Bon Scott or what you know. Or what you would like to hear from us. Yeah. Oh, there's always that. There's always yeah. That. Please don't forget that. But on this episode, if you get in the comments and you, you've got a story to tell, you've got some inside information. Oh man, that reminds me. Mm-hmm. There's going to be an update on the the Razzle episode. Yeah. I, I'm not even going to say why or how or what, yep. but it's fucking huge. And we'll probably do it, I don't know, probably in March or April. Um, yeah. As soon as we can get... When we get to that. Yeah. It's, that's going to be cool. That's a huge, huge update um, that somebody... On the death of Razzle. Yeah, yeah. Somebody that got in touch with me that saw the episode and wanted to set the record straight on a few things that has... Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say who it is, but it's uh It's, it's like be legit, which it's been checked out. It's very legit. Legit. Yes. So, and that person will appear on video and appear, we'll probably bring him in the studio. Yeah. So, but anyway, um, yeah, that's it yeah, for now. Guys, thank you so much. Thanks, and everyone. We'll talk to you soon. We Peace will. out. Peace. <laughs>